my gosh, it's the Chris Dodds. Oh, yeah. Is your dad, did he scurry off or is he listening? Um, he just walked away like two seconds ago. There he is. All right, here we go. Matt Lautner coming to you live on a Monday night. It's after 10 o'clock, and my good friend by the name of Chris Dodds is on the phone. Chris, you're only 15 years old or 16, somewhere in that range. Can we hire you away from your papa this summer? Can I, Dad? It's up to you. I've hired some of the best young talents over the last 15 years putting you up against the likes of a, a Charlie Wilson or a Mike Jones or a Josh Greiner or, or a, yeah, a Leighton Ettinger or a Brandon Decker. I mean, you simply you have more raw talent. And uh, I think that's because of your good genes. You, you simply get it. You know how to, you know how to uh, sell semen. You're a good hand on the road during our week's travels in Iowa and South Dakota. And... Uh, Merle's taught you well, but uh, it's time to take it to the next level and just be coached by Michelle Lautner all summer long. She's a pretty good, she's a pretty good boss hand, ain't she? she? In terms of working with her at the barn, she's not quite as grumpy as Matt Lautner is, is she? For the two days I worked for her, it was pretty, it went pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. All right. So what year was the born uh the bull mojo born? Uh dad says two thousand. It's the year that I graduated high school and uh I went off to Iowa Central Community College for a year. What point did you know that Mojo was something extra special? About three days old. History buff. Mojo himself, how how was he bred? He was what? A warhorse out of a commercial Angus cow. Warhorse was a shorthorn marked bull from Mid-Continent Farms, and that old bull, similar similar to Mojo, Warhorse and Mojo might have been like the biggest stumped, biggest haired in terms of like shag all the way down to the base of their foot. Those two bulls yeah. had as as much or more leg hair as any bulls ever displayed at the National Western Stock Show in the old yards. You're probably right. Jeff Holmes sold him for me, but he owned okay. he owned basically half of him. Sure. Yep. So yeah. I mean, he was a March-born calf, or what was he? Yep. For first uh, of April. Okay. Yep. And, I mean, just April. to put uh for these younger kids. I mean, Chris's age and younger. I mean, just in my mind's eye, that bull was like. <laughs> I mean, there's no way to describe it other than that. he was just a little ground pounder. He was big-legged yeah. and huge-haired. And I don't know who exactly clipped him for you, but they left all that hair on him. And, I mean, a funny story that I've never told on the podcast before is, is uh, <laughs> my dad, my dad Phil Lautner, he's owned a lot of bulls, and I, I want to make this as comfortable for Merle as possible. But, like, seriously, Phil, during the clipping process, was allergic to taking any leg hair off of these bulls that he would display. So this still had nothing to do with Mojo, by the way. But the point is, like, he literally would let you clip on their top, their tail, you'd shave their head. But if you started to clip on that leg hair, he'd be like, I better leave that till we get out to Denver, or you better just leave that till display day. And he'd just, he'd keep on 
it's like a woodpecker. You keep on pecking on that one particular subject. And uh, I don't know. I guess that means that Phil Ottner valued leg hair and just girth of leg more than any other characteristic when it comes to bull display. I'm going to say that Mojo Warhorse Probably the bull man child, and what was that old Rick Fry bull? Invincible, yeah, yeah, invincible. Big, big, big haired sucker out there at one point, but uh, I mean, it's a it's a unique deal to clip one for a state fair or a beef expo and make him look right for a show judge, but it's kind of a totally different animal to clip one for the National Western Stock Show bull display. Mojo. In my mind's eye, was one of the top five big stump, big hair, leg haired bulls of my career. And heck, he was raised by you, Merle. So who, who clipped him for you? Jeff. Jeff did. Or I do remember your banner was groovy. I think you had it tuned after uh, Austin Powers. Jeff got that yep. all taken care of. My number is 515-450-2800, so if you ever raise one that looks like Mojo, even if he's ill-bred like he was. I mean, yeah. Warhorse is not exactly the most delicately pedigreed bull in the world, but uh, for true club calf breeders, I mean, yeah, you breed Mojo or Warhorse or uh, some of these ultra-freaky bulls for cow-changing ability, and I mean, you got one of the top five or ten bulls of all times in terms of breeding a plain Jane cow and getting something extremely unique in one generation. So uh, that's what we like to call one generation cow changing ability. So yeah, I got true respect for the bull mojo. And um, as me and Chris traveled around Iowa and South Dakota last week, uh, we <laughs> I think I got your list of bulls memorized. But Chris, you help me out if I'm wrong. They were Mojo, a Mojo son called Donnie, and then Ace in the Hole was uh, probably a second caver bull that fell in from you, and then Easy Out, was he a true Cavanese bull, or would he have been a second Cavanese bull too? No, I'd say he was a true Cavanese bull. He was Ace in the Hole's dad, or sire. Yep, yep. And then, yep. would those have been the named ones from Phil, and then there was one yep. other one that Chris kept mentioning as well. What, what was the name of that bull, Chris? Cinch. It was yep. Cinch, and I kept forgetting about another one Dad raised called Buddy Love. Yep. He wasn't promoted very hard, though. Oh, really? Buddy Love. Would that be the bull that... Uh, by, Bill uh, Fallen. Bill Fallen Bill has Fallen. Buddy Love, the donor, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, uh, I just... Ah, I mean, Merle, you've always been aggressive, and you raise darn good ones every year, but... Uh, just to have that imprint on the industry in terms of raising five or six uh, AI-quality bulls over the course of your 20-year 20, 20 career, whatever, since I've known you, that's that's really impressive. So, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when it comes to Iowa show cattle breeders, I mean, the Algona area with Hilbert and Haberger and Dodds and um, I'm going to leave yeah, Holmes, I'm, I'm going to leave out a bunch. I mean, I, it just is what it is. You guys, you raise them good. Uh, Western Iowa over in Denison would be a similar area in terms of just mass numbers of great cattle. And uh, not too far away from me, the Pro Tour group spawned. And you're part of the Pro Tour group now. But uh, 
Brad Smith, raising them good. He had grand at Fort Worth and grand at uh, OKC this winter. And then 20 yeah. miles to the northwest of Brad is uh, Brandon Lusk, and Brandon had the grand steer at Denver with uh, a steer that he sold to Wade. So, I mean, northern Iowa, just Iowa in general, is just overflowing with high-quality cattle. So uh, we'll leave this particular interview a little bit short, but uh, Chris, if you get done with sports or if you get done with your dad's farm work, we would love to have you because my wife, she's not afraid to tell her opinion, and she's like, I like that kid. I like that Chris. I like that Chris Dodds. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Merle, for allowing him to come along with me, and uh, I hope he came home with a lot of stories to tell. And uh enjoyed having him around and if he wants to sign up for another long-term spring internship i'd love to have him at any point between now and world when he's 25 sounds good i appreciate it similar to uh a bill cody or other really good looking fellas i mean you are just one of the more handsome men in the show cattle industry <laughs> and uh you somehow were able to corner the most beautiful wife in the northern Iowa market. How how did you and your wife meet? Church camp? That's awesome. Me and my wife are six years separation in terms of age. If there was no church camp, there would be no Mr. and Mrs. Michelle Lautner because I did meet her at church camp. So, uh, yeah, if, if I'd have met her whenever she was in 4-H, whenever she was 18 and I was 24, we probably wouldn't have got along so good, but uh, we did meet whenever she was in her mid-20s and I was in my late 20s, and by golly, we've spawned the little creatures that are just so amazing. So I do appreciate your time, Merle. Here's what I got to leave you with. Jason Colehouse in the control room. I'm looking up towards the sky, and Jason is up there with Kevin Mears, and I couldn't be prouder that Jason has joined the big show it's really not like a management position because it's a free we don't pay people at the big show. So it's more like he's almost like blessed me with uh some philanthropy. Philanthropy, that's what it is. Jason Colehouse, up I'm looking to the sky right now. Thank you for being a philanthropist and blessing the MLC big show with your presence. We can't wait to bring Chris Dodd back on board and and uh make him you know, Mr. Brusher Boy at the MLC Show Barn this summer. So, so Merle, make the commitment. Send your boy down to my wife this summer. That might be a good idea. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. We'll be in touch. Down to business. Oh. Oh. Ah. We've got a lot of work to do. Someone